Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Everything we've done since training camp is we want to earn the right to be a playoff team. Richard Lovesave! Mike Smith! A game saver! And he got run over by Zach Cassian. He like one of those top teams, and we're working our way to that level. Connor McDavid danced around Morgan Ryan. Denied by Smith, who saves the game again. Josh Archibald wins the game! My message today is we're trying to win. One-timer score! Leon Dreisaitl, right circle! No risk, no game. And now we're going to have a goalie for action! This is NHL overtime! This is Ryan Eugene Hopkins. This is Oscar Platt. This is Leon Dreisaitl. This is Carmen Dean from your Edmonton Oilers. This is Oil Country. And this is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Service for all brands of print equipment in your office? Yeah, Digitex. Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A. Now, Bob Stoffer on the official radio station of your Edmonton Oilers, 630 Chad. Scott joining you 45 years ago uh, that album or that cut for Born to Run was released by the boss Bruce Springsteen I hope you're having a uh, as good a Thursday as you can if you're an Oilers fan right now you might be hurting a little bit bit of a kick in the proverbial uh, well uh, some would say the pills uh, anyhow bottom line tough loss last night for the Edmonton Oilers Hockey Club and this is Oilers Now it's brought to you by Digitex by our Leisure Next office network printer from the Digitex.ca e-commerce store Alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office IT and supplies it is truculent Thursday we have a complete recap of last night's game coming up in the first half 
half hour of the show. Uh, we'll have our top story, which not surprisingly is the Chicago Blackhawks come from behind victory. Uh, 4-3 last night, game three of the qualifier. Uh, the top story brought to you by Gray Rock Exteriors. We'll get into NHL today for elite promotional marketing and also our orders now audio vault for direct work. We're all in the first half hour of the show. 12.35 today. Louis DeBrusque is working uh, today's game at 12.30 between the Minnesota Wild and the Vancouver Canucks. It's taking place over at Rogers Place. Louis will join us tomorrow at 1 o'clock in lieu of Louis, a guy that once scored 49 goals in an NHL season with the Pittsburgh Penguins, the highest scoring player in Western Hockey League history from the Oilers Radio Network, Rob Brown on last night's tough loss for Edmonton. 1 o'clock today as he joins us every Thursday on Oilers Now for the Canadian Power Pack, Alberta's leader in electrical construction and service, uh, electrical prefabrication and solar, Brian Burke. And at 1.30 today to talk about not just the uh, Edmonton Oilers series with the Chicago Blackhawks, but the other 5 versus 12 stunner. Pittsburgh Penguins trailing the Montreal Canadiens 2-1. George LaRock, Edmonton sporting icon at 1.30. So lots to get to. Right off the top, we'll tell you that you can reach us anytime on the River Cree Resort and Casino Hotline. The River Cree back up and at them with over 1,350 slot machines. Multiple dining options, including the brand new... Italia, the River Cree Resort Casino Excitement Bet on it. You can text us on the Ashley Fine Floors text line at 780-496-0063. Ashley Fine Floors, ready for your kids' pregame warm-up. We're on Twitter, at Oilers Now. You can tweet me personally, Bob underscore Stafford. Tweet Brendan, at Brendan Escott. Brendan with two E's, Escott with two T's. We will tell you, game four of the qualifiers, the Oilers down two games to one now to Chicago. 4.45 tomorrow for puck drop. What does that mean? Tomorrow, we'll have Oilers Now from noon to two. Guests will include the following, Elliot Friedman, Louis DeBrus, Mark Spector, Jack Michaels. Reed Wilkins will take over at uh, two o'clock. We'll have a basically a four-hour and 45-minute long pregame show. Everything okay there, Brendan, back in the studio? I got a little bit of a reverberation going on. Not sure what was going on there. Uh, anyhow, Brendan, heartbreaker last night for the Edmonton Oilers. Yeah, that was, uh, you know what, it just didn't seem like, and this goes for both teams. I don't want to stand here and say that uh, the puck was breaking against the Oilers, although it was. It certainly was. They gave the other team too many opportunities to to take that game over, obviously, with the, the penalty issues, Bob. But, I mean, man, was there a clean goal all night? It just seemed like everything was going in off a stick or a knee or something like that. It's frustrating yeah, to watch. It was, a, it was an ugly game. Uh, it was a game that uh, this has been an odd playoff series. I mean, it has not been the least bit physical. In fairness, the Hawks don't have their two most physical forwards, two most aggressive guys, Andrew Shaw and Zach Smith in the lineup. Even Seabrook, uh, you know, I mean, he knocked... Uh, David Backus out one season after Backus was trying to get in Jonathan Tay's grill too many times and he filled him in and crushed him and I loved it. I thought it was awesome. So, uh, mainly because I was never the biggest David Backus fan after he jumped Sean Horkoff, but, and then didn't want to fight Dustin Penner. Um, but you know, you're, you're in a situation there where, you know, the Hawks aren't a physical team. They are a skill team. The Hawks are, they've got some experience at the, at the top end, and those top end guys can still play, like Taze and Kane. Duncan Keith, I know John Shannon referenced this in a tweet last night. Duncan Keith, you would never know he's 37. Like, he basically played the half the third period, and he was completely composed. There was a time where McDavid came down the right side of the ice, Edmonton trailing, and Keith was the guy back there. If that's somebody else, maybe, you know, maybe Connor beats the, uh, 
D-man to the hole and creates a higher caliber scoring opportunity. It was an odd game. I mean, 12 penalties called through the first two periods. They put the, the whistles away. Uh, it only took me three games to lose on the refs. I mean, game one, Edmonton just wasn't good enough. Game two, orders were fine. Game three, the call on Chris, Edmonton earned four of the six shorthanded situations they had yesterday, as far as I was concerned. They earned them. I mean, Yamamoto's, yep. Those are penalties. They're going to call those. Uh, the the two on Archibald, those are penalties. Um, but when Edmonton was a man down late in the first period, the call on Chris Russell, I'm sorry. The rule of thumb is when you're a man short, usually most officials do not call and make it a five-on-three unless you take away a clean scoring opportunity, and that did not occur on that board battle back behind the Oilers' net. And and then the one on Athanasiu in the second period, I'm just like, what the is that or whenever it occurred. I mean, it was just, you've got to be kidding me. That's a penalty. Um, and then you look in the third period and they put the whistles away to the point that, you know, Kubelik tackled Darnell Nurse and earlier in the game uh, on a little pick on the in the offensive zone, Yamamoto got called on one for a little pick and then the Russell play. And to me, those were less noticeable than what happened uh uh, with, with Nurse getting tackled to the ice to, with Kubelik, they kind of put it away. I was watching Pittsburgh-Montreal, man. It was Hudson's Bay rules. Like, they were just pounding the snot out of each other, which is kind of the, the, the playoff hockey that we grew up and watched. I mean, and that's that said, you saw one team, Chicago, with where their veteran top-end guys kind of know how to, to know how to win. Like the Oilers don't have a defenseman like Duncan Keith right now. I, I had a lot of empathy last night for Ethan Bear. Again, I thought he was terrific. Um, but anyways, as we go to the top story for the Gray Rock Exteriors, Mother Nature wreaks havoc on your home. Book your free no-obligation inspection today. Visit grayrockexteriors.ca. Edmonton's had some guys that haven't impacted the game in a positive way. Uh, Zach Cassian, coaches have worked with him. Uh, you know, this is shown him on video. This is what you do, you know, in terms of there's a reason why he's been moved off the penalty kill. And uh, Puck comes back to the point there. He's got, I, I don't care how you do it, you got to find a way to stop that shot from getting through. I know there was a stat put out today. I believe the guy's name is Sean Tierney. I know that Jonathan Willis from uh, The Athletic retweeted it out. The Edmonton Oilers have given up five more goals, or let's put it this way, the Hawks have scored five more goals than expected goals so far in the series. I mean, Chris Russell's played great. He's had two pucks go in off of him. You know, you had the game winner on Bear, and I know I put a tweet out this morning because 99% of Oilers fans watching the game last night and watching the series know how good Ethan Bear has been and where he's going to go and how important he's been to the progression of the team. You know, just a little pick-me-up there. Like, I know the fans got Ethan Bear's back, but the Oilers didn't get the puck luck. That happens once in a while. Teams will tell you, you make your own luck. The Oilers were a little undisciplined. They didn't get a couple beneficial calls at the right time. And result, uh, they're chasing down two games to one. Let's go in, too. The Oilers now audio vault for Direct Workwear, where safety meets savings in Edmonton, Fort McMurray, and online at directworkwear.com. Here's the recap of last night's game. This is it! Game three, Edmonton, Chicago. Kane, he can be oily in the offensive zone. Out to the point, drive, score! Ole Mata blasted it right past Koskinen, and that's his second goal in as many games. You're off the draw, juicy puck, and Dreisaitl buries it! A loose puck rattled around, Yamamoto pestered, centered by Ennis, and 
Dreisaitl finishes past a beleaguered Corey Crawford, who had no idea from what scrum that puck emerged. Highmore got right back in a position to block the shot, then a double deflection, reshot score on the rebound, and Edmonton's able to tie the game. A juicy rebound, and Dreisaitl makes no mistake. Loads up, shoots, save, rebound, McDavid scores! Connor McDavid just before the horn gives Edmonton its first lead of the night. 3-2 with 7.8 on the clock. Wow, what a sequence of events. Dreisaitl telling you, incredible patience on the right side half boards. You're thinking he's going to play it back to the point. Instead, he walks off the wall. Chase on coughed it up. Or, excuse me, Shane did. Here's a drive and a score. And Chicago's just tied the game. Draw one by Taves. Pubalik steers to Keith. Shot deflected home by Taves. 4-3 Chicago. Connor Murphy put it on net. And Taves has been around the goal all night. Able to tip it home with a minute 16 to play. All right. So the third goal against Puck gets wrapped around the right side boards. And Shan doesn't get there. Uh, they get it back to the point, and Cassian takes the wrong angle on the play, and the puck ends up in the net off of the Highmore deflection. The fourth goal, face-off loss for Dreisaitl. Either Dreisaitl, usually often the center takes the center. A bit of a miscommunication, I think, between Dreisaitl and Darnell Nurse as to who was going where. And suddenly Ethan Bear had two Chicago Blackhawks in front of Lynette. Shot gets ripped from the point, and uh, they credited Taze with the goal, but sure looked to me like it got, got a piece of bear on the way in. Learning lessons, uh, to say the least. Dave Tippett following last night's game in the Oilers now. Audio Vault for Direct Work, where had these comments, and the Oilers taking too many penalties. You're tempting fate when you take penalties, especially when you got penalty killers taking penalties. And that, so you tempted fate, but we, we got the goal at the end of the second period. In actual fact, the third period's rolling along, and it's... Uh, you know, there's not, not much happening in either end, so you roll along, and then we made a couple mistakes at the end that ended up in the back of our net on on just deflections. That Those are ones that, you know, they're, you get a deflection that goes wide sometime or hits a goalie. These are deflections that found their way in. Leon Dreisettle had these comments on taking too many penalties. It's obviously uh, disappointing, no question, um, but we I think we have to be a little more disciplined. Um, I mean, um, you know, it kills kills the flow of the game with the penalties. Um, but um, yeah, I mean, it's obviously uh, unfortunate loss. Um, so yeah, gotta make sure we win the next two. And Dave Tippett added some additional comments on right now. The Oilers uh, maybe getting some bad breaks again. Uh, expectant goals sort of a graph that was put out today by Sean Tierney and the suggestion is that the, the Hawks probably should have five fewer goals than they've scored but they've had some puck luck around the nets shots from the point are getting through on Edmonton now you got to win defensive zone draws uh, and you got to get in front of pucks as well but Dave Tippett had this to say on getting bad breaks two deflections that go in one uh, we didn't play a puck very well off the wall ends up uh, a shot that redirects goes in and then uh, the last one lose a draw and just a simple puck thrown to the net, and it happened to deflect off Bearsy sticking in. There you go. Uh, Connor McDavid's assessment of the loss last night. We didn't get off the start we wanted. I thought we took over the first period after you know, they got one, and then just far too many penalties. Refs are calling lots of stuff. We know that. We just have to be more disciplined. Penalty kill did a great job keeping us in it, get ourselves back in the game and in control of the game, and then you know, two shots from the point that ended up in the net. 
Hawks went one for six on the power play in the game. Edmonton one for three. Uh, that is the Oilers now audio vault for direct workwear. So the Oilers are, uh, they're, they're, they've got a challenge ahead of them right now. They're going to have to win back to back days, Friday and Saturday. Friday's game, 445 against the Chicago Blackhawks. Uh, a couple other thoughts. Adam Larson didn't play. Caleb Jones, uh, was in the third pairing with Matt Benning. I thought Benning had an okay game. I thought Russell played very well in accelerated minutes uh, on the right side. Uh, you know, Clefbaum and Larson, I think the hope was they might have impacted the series a bit more. Cassian's kind of take himself out of the rotation here. Uh, he's on a, you know, he's on a four-year extension moving forward at $3.2 million in a compressed cap world. Edmonton's going to need more juice out of him. And uh, I'm not sure when that's going to occur. Who plays in lieu of the injury to Tyler Ennis? Joachim Nygaard is coming off a uh, significant wrist injury and you know, when I saw him in, in the, and I've not, in full disclosure here, nobody has access to the Oilers' practices right now. But during training camp, when with the return to play, it looked like his uh, finesse and touch was a little off, just in terms of picking up passes and that sort of thing. I don't know whether or not he's good. I, I know he's quick. Uh, I know Patrick Russell is reliable. And I think we're seeing with Chicago, you know, that Highmore line with David Camp and Ryan Carpenter, those, that's, those are three undrafted players that take straight lines to pucks. They take the body every chance they get. There's a simplicity to the way they play. And that's kind of how Patrick Russell has played for Dave Tippett. Um, some have suggested maybe the Oilers need to look at Gaetan Haas as well. Russell and Haas are both right shots. Uh, Tyler Innes is a, a, a left shot. That was a interesting sequence there. I mean, Yamamoto flattened the guy. I think it was Connor Murphy that reverse pivoted away into the boards. Yamamoto was a little bit further away when the hit happened. Doc flattened Tyler Innes. Uh, Tyler, or Kirby Doc. Brandon, just on Kirby Doc, what a horse he has been. I mean, it's... There were some people, maybe if you listened to the show last year at this time, that were saying Kirby Doc was going to be the best player from the 2019 draft. I'll stand by that comment. He's played great. Uh, but anyhow, bottom line, the orders are down. 2-1. They're going to need to win at Stewart Eye tomorrow, 4:45. When we get back, we'll get to the rest of the NHL schedule. You're listening to Oilers Now. This is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. 12:26 in Edmonton. Let's go to our Ashley Fine Floors text line. Bob, the Yamamoto hit and the hit on Ennis nowhere near the same. Ennis just didn't get set uh, get set for the clean hit well enough. Sucks, but it is what it is. Athanasiu call and Russell calls were BS, but the hit on Ennis was clean. All right. Uh, this text comes in from KS. He says, Bob, I agree. Kirby Doc is a beast. Is and will be the best player from the 2019 draft class. Man, what a player. Well, he has had a absolutely great start to the series. And Rosito from Nelson, B.C. says, Bob, I don't think at this point the Oilers deserve to win. Expected goals is an excuse. Well, I'm just saying there's a degree of luck in hockey. Uh, and some would say you make your own breaks. But the texter goes on to say, and Rosito from Nelson, B.C., do you think if the Oilers play like this against Colorado or St. Louis, they would win a game? I don't, says Andresito. Let's hope and uh, prayer for our next game. Smith starts, put Dreisaitl, Yamamoto, and Nuge together, play Cassian and Neal with McDavid. 
That one comes to us from Andresito. Andresito, I think Edmonton could win a game against St. Louis, the way they're playing right now. Colorado's flying. All right, uh, we go into NHL today. It is brought to you by Elite Promotional Marketing, your local branded merchandising specialist. Head to ElitePromotionalMarketing.com. Back in the 630 Jet Studios, and here's Brendan Escott. The Coyotes, Islanders, and Canadians all lead their qualifying round series two games to one following yesterday's action. It was Jeff Petrie, game winner, to help put... Um, Montreal pushed Pittsburgh to the brink. Right now, the Canucks and Wild uh, just about to get underway at Rogers Place. They are knotted up at a game apiece. Later tonight, Toronto can move ahead of Columbus in their deadlocked matchup, and Calgary can move on to round one and oust Winnipeg with a win in the nightcap. Phase two of the draft lottery will be held on Monday. All eight teams that will have will have been eliminated uh, from qualifying round action at that point. They'll all have the same 12.5% chance at landing the number one overall pick and then the seven teams that miss out they'll pick nine through 15 in the reverse order of point percentages uh, when the regular season play was stopped and uh, lastly here rumbling on Twitter the WHL targeting a December 4th date with plans for a full 68 game season the Ontario Hockey League releasing its 64 game plan yesterday that's set to begin December 1st yes and uh, before you ask me I already know the answer uh Theoretically, if Pittsburgh and Edmonton were to be eliminated and did not win the lottery, uh, Pittsburgh would draft 15th, Edmonton would draft 14th. Uh, but you know what? The Oilers can do something about that, so we'll wait and see what occurs coming up over the next couple of days. We go into... Uh, tell you that uh, Rob Brown is coming up today at 12.35, but off to a global news, weather, traffic update with Eileen Bell. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.